the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that and feel like you in the game playing for real like NFL fans, welcome to so another real. edition of like This Week in the NFL Here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network I'm your host, the Cowboy, joined by the three-man booth you've grown accustomed to, John D'Amato. How you doing, John? Six and one, six and one? Yes, sir. Wonderful. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys this week. Uh, I, th- I think there's some interesting uh, topics uh, to chop it up about. And Cowboy Senior, new Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are we doing, Cowboy Senior? Uh, you know, got a little better every day, kind of shaking it off. What are you going to do? All the props of the, of the Chicago Bears. They, they were outstanding. Yeah, this is, I mean, you've never been afraid to take a position, senior. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people are not, are not like that. And, um, when you're, when you're forceful, sometimes you, you end up being wrong. That happens, right? Yep, this was a way wrong one, but hey, you got to give when it happens. You got to give credit where credit's due, too. You know, I rack on that team big time, and they they showed up and played a great game, both sides of the ball. All the credit in the world to the Bears. Very classy, senior. <laughs> no other way to be. <laughs> it was an old-fashioned ass whooping. Yeah, so that's. I mean. <clears throat> May not have been the most important game of the weekend, but certainly the most important to senior and I. And, you know, we talked about it a lot. So let's let's just let's just start right there. We're recording here on Thursday night at a, right around halftime of the thrilling Bucks Ravens game, which is currently 10-3. And I'm watching somebody grab a face mask here. Um, but the previous game was Monday night, October 24th. The hapless Bears heading to New England had a little bit, you know, it, 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 when the NFL, whenever it's too obvious and whenever the public is all one way, that's like a beware situation. And unfortunately for the Patriots, that came to fruition. The Bears had their certainly their most complete performance of the season, potentially their best offensive performance of the last decade. 33-14 Bears, the Patriots defense somehow had no answer for Fields' legs, Fields' arms, the running game, both running backs. The Patriots, you know, started out 10-0. All of us Patriots yahoos started calling for Mr. Zappi. Mr. Zappi came in very excitingly, was 14-10 Patriots before you could blink an eye. And then the the bottom kind of fell out. Senior, what are your takeaways from the game? Are are the Bears this good? Are the Pats this bad? Or is it just one of those days? Well, I don't know. It's it's hard to just call it one of those days. You know, it's, it was very disappointing for the Pats. And if I were a Bears fan, I would wouldn't want to just say one of those days either, because I mean they they did show show us a lot. You know, now in in retrospect you look for things that could have scared you about the Bears and the one thing even the thing that surprised me most in the game I mean everybody's talking about the quarterback thing but the thing that surprised me most was I mean the strength of the Pats team is the defense and really the, the weakness of the Bears team is the offense so what happened there their offense dominating the Pats defense was the biggest surprise to me. And if there's one, I mean, and it's just a small nugget, but, you know, you didn't even think about the possibility of this happening. You know, we talked about how well the Pats D was playing. But the one thing, even through all of through all of Bill's tenure, if I mean, he's coached a lot of great defenses in New England, but if they always had, if there was an Achilles heel, they always had, they always had a lot of trouble with mobile quarterbacks. And they certainly had a lot of trouble with Justin Fields in that game. I would say I never, you know, he was he was doing a great job avoiding the rush and his his throws, 
people knock his accuracy sometimes, but his throws were very accurate. But also, what, once he would avoid the rush, receivers were running wide open. You know, that's shocking with the Pat secondary. I mean, guys were, he, he was making throws, but guys were wide open all over the field. But that's, that's the worst part of the game to me. You know, the whole quarterback thing is going to work itself out. But, you know, I think we all might have overrated the Patriots' defense a little. It's hard to say that they're that good right now after this game. So, very disappointing in the Pats' defense, and they're going to have to show me now that that, they, that, that was a fluke because right now it looks like they can be taken advantage of. John, as an objective observer, what were some of your takeaways? I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the quarterback, on the quarterback flip-flop by Belichick specifically. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a rare time where uh, Bill was definitely influenced by, uh, by you guys, your, your fans, who were you know, chanting for Zappy when it was only you know, 10-0. Uh, and, uh, that, that was a real uh, a quick trigger. It was it was a it was a horrible pass that Mac threw the uh, the interception, but it was deep. It was kind of like a punt. It was deep in in the territory. It wasn't like it was a a pick six. Uh, you know, to, to to yank him after just one bad pass. I, I mean, if you watch all the other games, you see uh, quarterbacks like Stafford throw a, throw a pick six like every other week. Then you know, and they don't get benched. So that it was a quick. He was influenced you know, by by the fans and. Uh, but maybe it'll be a, a blessing in disguise because you saw that uh, in the second half when uh, when Zappi had to take him from behind. He, he's more of a, a game manager, and uh, you know he's better when the score is close or, or when they're ahead. When when he was uh, you know for, you know when he was trying to force things to to, to make a comeback, he, so he struggled there, and he and he started turning the ball over. So so now we we're going back to to Mac, but uh, it it was uh, just a, a shocking. Uh, to reiterate what Senior said, the uh, the the defense though was was more was more of a shocker. I'm I'm glad that uh, you know Senior emphasized that because you know everybody's talking about uh, the, you know the quarterback controversy and all that, but but when when uh, Zappi uh, inspired him to you know those couple scores uh, and to take the lead to 14-10, you figure that's it. And then and then when the defense let let him roll like that, that was that had to be dis- disheartening for you guys to to not show up on a on a Monday night game. It looked like Matthew Judon was was the only one that. Uh, you know, that that was playing out there. He he was all over the place, but uh, he he didn't get much help. It, it was a very uninspired uh, effort. And uh, and even even when uh, you know when it was when Zapia came in and inspired that that one pass, the guy was was open by like twenty feet, and he overthrew the guy. The guy had to crawl into the end zone because the pass was a little off. He, he did make that that one great play. That was a stunning pass to Parker. That was that was like his one. Great, great throw with the you know leading to the second touchdown, but but other than that, I I think it's really overdone and and a disservice has been done to 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 young Mac. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not defending him and I'm not saying that he's the next Brady or anything, but for from where he was last year, you know run, running you know he did a great job running the offense with the McDaniel and and now this year you you put him in the hands of a, a rocket scientist and and the master of the quarterback sneak and. Uh, and, and he has a rough couple games, and he and he gets hurt, and right away, uh, you know, the Patriot fans and and it seems like Bill are uh, disen, disenchanted with him, and and want to toss him aside. Uh, every young quarterback has ups and downs, so uh, it, it's it's a little too quick to uh, to give up on uh, on uh, Mac, and and we'll see. He'll be back in there this week. Exactly. We'll see. He gets an immediate shot at re- redemption. And John had uh, in a, in our in our three man booth chat did did mention he thought the Patriots may have been looking ahead a little bit to this game. So you have the three and four Patriots traveling to New York, another weekend, another weekend where both New York football teams win. Um, I would argue the Giants' win was a little more impressive. The Jets, the Jets beat the Broncos 16 to nine in a game that was somehow worse to watch than that score would indicate (laughs) and lost electric rookie Brees Hall for the season. Now, we say running back is kind of a replaceable position, but he um, with Wilson not throwing much, 
he had it was very much the focal point of the offense and was delivering a, a gigantic play every week and delivered a gigantic play in this game. So, Senior, it, again, it feels like a get-right spot for the Patriots' defense going against this Jets' offense. Mac's going to be at the helm. Um, I don't like this as a Patriots fan, but the Patriots are somehow favored on the road in this game. What are, what are your thoughts? Does does the do the Jets continue their their run of dominance here? Well, the big the one big negative for the Jets you already pointed out losing Hall. I mean, and we we do view the 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 running back position is viewed as not being. You know, you can just plug somebody else in there. It's all about the offensive line doing the job. But nobody's run the ball for the Jet for the Jets. I mean, he wasn't even the starting running back when the season started. It was Carter. And he's been dynamic. And you take last week's game as an example. Once he went out of the game injured, the Jets offense just was completely stalled the rest of the game. That kid's really, really good. And it's you know, I kind of it's amazing you're going to hear me say this, but I kind of feel for the Jets and their fans that, you know, it's been so long since they've been anything close to relevant and they're having a really good year. And they, and this happens to the guy that's really been carrying the load for their offense. I mean, what's Wilson average about 130 yards passing a game. You know, their their offense has been Brees Hall. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can mount any offense without him. But this, you could sure point out a lot of negatives going into this game for the Patriots, where it's hard to say that they're favored. They're coming off a game where the defense was absolute garbage, where the offense, other than two drives when Zappi came in, was awful. Um, we're on the road. The Pats also are coming off a Monday night, one day less to prepare. So, I mean, it, it is kind of, it's kind of nuts that they're favored. And with all those disadvantages and every logical thought to me says that this is a Jets win. So for some crazy reason, I have a gut feeling that it's going to be one of those turnaround things and the Pats are going to overcome all this and win this game and pull to within one game of the Jets in the standings. Really don't ask me why. It's just a feeling that last week was so bad that this week it's going to turn around. And I think I think the Jets are going to be, if, if, it could, if you can slow them down at the beginning of the game, it's going to be, their offense may, may be discouraged and, and you try to find a new identity, and I don't know how much offense they're going to have without Hall. So, more of more on a on a gut feeling, I'm picking the Pats to win the game against all odds. <laughs> against all odds is the favorite, John. Can you believe this stuff? <laughs> it's like he just picked the Packers in Buffalo on, my, on Sunday night. <laughs> uh, so I, I also like the Patriots in this game, and it's um, the Pats. It's Belichick against Wilson that that is the reason for that. I think you made a good point, senior, about mobile quarterbacks hurting them. Wilson has some of that, but certainly not dynamic level like Justin Fields. Um, I think I think the the, the Jets defense is going to give the Patriots offense a lot of trouble too. So this is probably going to be a bit of a low scoring. Slog, but I think the Pats will be able to get a little more done with their with their with their running game, and I like the Patriots like seventeen fourteen something something like that. John, don't do it, John. I like <laughs> I like you guys. Uh, as far as the score, I doubt I'll be shocked if anybody breaks twenty. Uh, this is your classic on the game, which which probably means it'll be thirty one thirty the way we go, but. Uh, another key with the, uh, the the Jets, they also lost uh, Vera Tucker. Yes, anchored their line. Uh, yeah. so they, they've been they've been able to uh, run very well, but uh, obviously that pass blocking has been uh, uh, has been an issue. Uh, you know, Wilson was running for his life, uh, and, and they've been uh, they've they've been fortunate where they've had the lead in the, in the last couple of games, mostly where he hasn't had to pass much uh, on under 20 times. But uh, if he has to pass more than 
20, 25 times, then uh, uh, the, the Pats might be in, in business uh, there. But uh, uh, the, the Jets, uh, other than uh, diminished uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the, the other quarterbacks uh, have been, uh, you know, the second and third stringers that they've beaten all year. But uh, I don't see, uh, um, I don't, I don't know where Mac is at at this point. Uh, he, he's a kind of a diminished quarterback at this stage with the lack of confidence, coming off an injury, and uh, and the performance with the. Uh, you know, not in the best offense, so uh, I'm going to have to go with the Jets on this one. Uh, the, the coach is really building it up uh, as far as motivation when last year when, uh, you know, Richard Seymour made the homecoming comment. And uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I, I mean, this is one where the Jets got to turn the corner where uh, they got to win it so they could prove they're not the, the same old Jets and, and beating uh, the hated foe. Uh, 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 what was the combined score of the, the two games last year? It's got to had to be like 100 to 20 or something. So, uh, uh, I, I think the, the the Jets are going to pull out an ugly one. 1917. Now, another thing with the Jets, they shored up after their last 10 kickers, uh, where they had a knack for finding like the worst kicker in the league. They finally shored up their kicking game. Where Greg DeLegs uh, giving them a nice boost, and I think uh, he's going to hit four field goals and a 1917 uh, last second field goal. And they're they're going to pull out a tight one. All right, John. Thank you. Can't disagree with anything. Anything. You're saying there, John, and if if the Jets are an an actual contender, right? If they're if they're a real five and two, this game could not be set as for all the reasons Senior alluded to. This game could not be set up better for them, and so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we always to make this. uh, We check the schedule prior to the show, and we've hit a new low, but it does give us a a chance to talk about one of our favorite teams here. We have exactly one game this week between two teams with winning records. <laughs> one game. And that this does not, there are no games um, where it's a three and three, even it's every other game has a team with a losing record. The one game this week that doesn't. And I tell you, I wish it, how much would you have been able to win? If you bet at the beginning of the season, before the season started that the one game week eight between two teams with winning records would be Giants at Seahawks. But that's where we are. We have the six and one Giants heading to Seattle to face Geno Smith, who thoroughly outplayed Justin Herbert last week for those who uh, who watched the game. Uh, Geno Smith and the upstart Seattle Seahawks at four and three in Seattle. So last week, John. G-Men, another day, another another comeback, right? Just a, just a ho-hum. This team's always in it. Danny Dimes, like Dayball has, you know, this is a, um, an MMA reference, but whatever the secret juice is, kind of like Paulo Costa, right? <laughs> that Dayball must be Danny Dimes' secret juice because he's playing great. He's... Um, I mean, it was just a, a very, very nice win against the Jaguars. The Jaguars topped out a little bit with some analytics during, during the game. But, John, what were your thoughts on, on Giants-Jags? Uh, not to be repetitive, but the number one thing, Jones, no turnovers. Uh, he, he had one, and it was uh, – they got lucky they got called back for a penalty. So, if, if – once again, if you're going to win games by you know, a razor-thin margin, if even like one turnover would uh, – would change the would change the game and then turn it into an L. So that that's always huge. That he's continuing to to be careful with the ball, no turnovers. Uh, they, they get once again the Giants just got a break. Uh, you know, Fournette uh, coughed one up right right in the ten, and it just bounced right into the into the numbers of of uh, Julian Love. Just you know, all the all the breaks seem to go in the Giants' way. They kind of remind me of uh, ah, that Bears team. It always comes back to the Bears. But uh, if you guys remember, I think it was like 2001. Uh, the, remember the Bears? They went like 13 and three with Jim Miller, and uh, that was the year like Mike Brown had those two walk-offs in overtime, and that was under the old overtime where the you know Mike Brown, the defensive uh, safety, uh, where that was under the old overtime rules where the other team you know won the toss and, and the Bears won it with two walk-offs on defense, and uh, and, and I remember that second one. It, it was like a deflection in the air. It floated forever, and it just went right into Mike Brown's hands, and he ran it in. It just reminds me of that. Everything is everything's going away. It's the first time in uh, 
in history where a team started six and one and, and all the games they won were by less than uh, one score. So. All right, John. And how do you see So I like a little low key dig at senior there comparing them to a, uh, <laughs> one, one to the best bears team of the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, unfortunately that, you know, that they were quarterback by Jim and eventually they, they did it in uh, you know, the first or second round because they came up to an offense that, you know, they needed to score like 20 points and, Jim Miller couldn't get it done. I think it was the Eagles that I think McNabb got him that year. But uh, how, how I see this that the, the Seattle, what a surprise that another one who would have thought that you know at, at this point that Geno Smith and, and Daniel Jones would be having better years than Brady, Rogers, Stafford, a lot of these um, big name quarterbacks. Herbert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah there's a lot. There's a lot of other ones you can name, but. Uh, but Seattle really turned it around after that uh, after that disastrous uh, Jamal Adams trade. That uh, the GM saved his ass by a, a hell of a nice uh, a draft. Uh, got got a couple of linemen that are uh, store and uh, Kenneth Walker and uh, got got Woolen uh, leads the league in interception and in the fifth round all rookies. So uh, they're they're running game very dynamic. Uh, and the Giants have given up uh, chunks on. On the ground, uh, they've given up a lot of 100 yards. You know, they let Kenyon Drake uh, take him for 100, Fournette. So uh, it's a, it's a little worrisome. Uh, I, I don't uh, I don't like where this is uh, going. I think uh, um, Seattle's gonna gonna win this. It's gonna be a 24-20. Giants uh, luck is bound to run out one of these weeks. And uh, Seattle's uh, been a similar situation. Nothing uh, was expected of them, and uh, they've been playing well. So. And Seattle's going to take it. So Seattle played played a very good game senior against the Chargers. Um, came out and won really on both sides of the ball. John mentioned Walker, another one kind of similar to to Hall, where you know you kind of say, oh, you know, every, each running back's not an important of a position, but he sometimes these rookies, fresh legs, haven't been taking hits in the NFL for years and years. I mean, he's he's dynamic. He's dynamic. Like the rare guy who's the home run hitter and the bruiser. So he could be, you know, he's got the look of somebody who could be one of the best running backs in the NFL in the coming years. And Gino is just getting it done. What are your what are your thoughts on the Seahawks senior and what's your pick for the game? I'll do it. Just doing a little um, where you you got the uh, the one up on Gino over uh, Herbert. <laughs> just. You just want to comment on that a little bit, seeing that you like said it like four or five times. Charger <laughs> <laughs> shade. I mean, watching the game, we all mentioned that you guys mentioned it already. Walker, Walker's running unbelievable. It sure makes it makes it easier for a quarterback, right? When you got that running game supporting you, and then you get the play action working. Where on the other side of the ball, I don't. I don't see the Seahawks as this team with this ferocious pass rush. Herbert was getting hit every single time he got back there and threw the ball. Like, he had no time at all. Austin Eckler rushed for 31 yards in the game. They say he had a decent game catching passes for, like, 90-some yards. But they had no running game at all. And they're pointing out these stats on TV saying, uh, kind of saying that Herbert's having a little bit of a down year. And one of of them was... um, how few passes he had thrown beyond 10 yards. Well, you wonder why, okay, he's without his best receiver, but that's not really the reason why those plays take a little time to develop. He's got no time at all. I don't, I, I still think the guy's a real good quarterback, but in that situation, nobody's going to really perform at a high level. And that's no knock on Gino. I mean, I know Gino's got the advantage of the running game, but he, He's he's playing really well, you know, and I'm happy for the guy. He's had a long kind of beleaguered career, and it's it's nice to see a guy like that really having a good year. But I still think Justin Herbert's a real good player. I I do as well, senior. All 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 I was saying last week was that G, Geno's playing better right now. Like obviously the Seahawks, the the Chargers wouldn't trade Justin Herbert for Geno Smith, right? Because long term. You know, Herbert Herbert's one of the best young quarterbacks yeah, in the not league. Not only long term, even short term. I think if you take Gino and put him in Herbert's situation, he he wouldn't be thriving. You know, it's just. But but Gino's playing well. I mean, it's not his. It's not a knock on him that the team's got a good running game and they're blocking well for him. I mean, good for him, and he's and he's got some good receivers. Heck, you know when. 
You got um, you got his two stud receivers, and you got Marquise Goodwin too. So <laughs> he was the man last week. So oh, kudos to the Seahawks. They're playing really well. They might be they might be out this week. DK, D- DK Metcalf's probably not going to play. Lockett's going to play. DK Metcalf when when you have Marquise Goodwin. I mean, come on, senior. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 we, we, I let you slide making the excuse that the Chargers only have Austin Eckler as their running back and not Kenneth Walker. But Probably now, now to, 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 to call Marquise Goodwin this difference maker that's making <laughs> Gino look good. Absurd. <laughs> What's your pick for the game, senior? Oh, man. I, I, you know, I like the way both teams are playing. Seahawks at home with the 12th man and all that. But I still see it as a close game. And I'm going to pick the G-men again. Just just on the fact that they've just shown a knack for winning these close games. Once in a while, the team comes along that just knows how to win. And sometimes that's the fine line between a playoff team and a team that's going to go 7-10 and 10 is... One wins the close games and the other one doesn't. And this Giants team's been finding ways to win close games, and I think they can keep it close against the Seahawks. And if they can keep it close, they're going to win. Giants All right. in a close game. I like it. Yeah, I think the game is a toss-up. It's a, the, the Giants are a very difficult team to prognosticate because on paper, again – you know, the Seahawks probably have like a personnel advantage in their home and they're playing well. But to your point, senior, the Giants just find a way to win. Jones is playing great, not turning the ball over. As John said, Barkley is electric, just absolutely electric and has that offense on his back. Kadarius Tony, the malcontent that John trashed two weeks ago, is no longer uh, no longer a New uh, York Giant. They're going to miss him. They're going to miss him. <laughs> So him and Galladay, right? Or did they they just they have them both on ice just waiting to trade them. So one of them's gone. And I'm uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks by 3. No confidence at all in that pick. And John, I hope I'm wrong for your sake, my friend. Yeah, that's okay. But it it was it was encouraging that after the the Jaguars game, you know, a lot of Giants were a little upset that it shouldn't have it shouldn't have been that difficult, especially you know with Saquon not not being able to get it, not being able to stay in bounds, and uh, so some dumb uh, roughing the passer uh, uh, calls that that prolonged the game made it a little harder than it should have been. They they should have ended the game in victory formation. So and a lot of guys were a little salty. So maybe they, that'll carry over, but. Uh, you know, uh, Seattle's playing the same way, so I'll, I'll give them. I'm just giving them the advantage based on the home field. And I think yeah, I mean, you're on a um, you're on a run, right, John? You're not going to pick the Giants until they lose. <laughs> you could you could just be honest with us. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, over, I, think uh, I think Kenny Pickett is going to really have a big week this week. Oh, anyway. Over the Bears, I think the last game was uh, when I picked them. Well, or the crappy uh, or Carolina or something. I couldn't go against them there. Yeah, the Bears. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the Bears, I mean, you know, we've a few times this year already, we've had weeks where it's like the schedule really looks like garbage. And like, this is really one of these weeks where there's really only a few games that. Uh, that London look, thriller. The London thriller. The Broncos again, again. Both teams on a four-game four mush. Uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a tie written all over it. Peterson will Peter, you know, even though you're playing the Broncos, who are lucky to score nine points, Peterson will pass on a field goal and go for <laughs> go, go for that fourth down. Analytics, and baby. <laughs> so I think, unless you're a you know big fan of Cardinals, Vikings, or Packers Bills. I think the most intriguing game on the schedule is Bears at Cowboys. Given given the Bears coming in hot off that trouncing of the Patriots in New England, they go right to Dallas, another, you know, another elite defense whose offense looked pretty challenged against Detroit against Detroit, considering it was Detroit. I mean, they ran the ball well. Dak didn't have to do too much. John, can the Bears keep it going here? 
no, no, I think that was a that that was a one time motivation uh, that last week. The, the, they're they're, not, gonna, they're not gonna rise up podcast. and do that again. Yeah, and also Dallas was uh, was real rusty uh, on Dak's uh, first game back. That twenty four six, that game was a was a lot closer than that. That that play on the one yard line could have been uh, could could have gave them the way Detroit fumbled, uh, getting ready to take the lead, and they fumbled right on the one yard line. Uh, that that was a, that was a huge swing in that game. Otherwise, Dallas might have been a little. That fourth quarter might have got a little dicey there. The Detroit possibly could have sprung an upset. So. I think a second that back second game back is going to be you take the rust off. It's going to, it's going to be a lot easier. I don't think uh, I don't give the Bears any shot in this one. All right, so we have a cow, Cowboys for John Senior. Yeah, all the all the respect to the Bears for last week, but I'd be real surprised if they go in and even more surprised than go they go in and and beat the Cowboys. I, I agree with that. I expect the Cowboys' offense to look a little better. Dak, Dak with his second game back, um, and that Cowboy defense is really, really good. You know, we th- we say our Patriot defense is good, but that Cowboy defense, that that front seven, Micah Parsons and the boys are gonna are gonna give Fields trouble. I don't see the Cowboys losing this game at home. You know, fairly comfortable, like. But I don't think they're going to score a bundle of points either. I'm going to say like 20 to 10 Cowboys. You don't think the Bears offense can get anything done in there, Senior? I mean, they looked really, really good this week. I gave them 10 points. (laughs) The Cowboys D is really good. I think think more like that was against a sleepy defense, though. An unmotivated defense that was looking ahead. You know, I think I... Call me crazy. Call me crazy here, but I, I think something really clicked for Fields this week. I, I do, and I think it clicked for that offense. I liked how they split carries with Montgomery and Herbert. Um, Herbert's a electric kind of guy. Where and, and the Cowboys' offense really, really didn't show me anything against the Lions. The Lions' defense sucks. It's the worst. Like if it's not the worst defense in the NFL, it's like bottom three. And they really got next to nothing done against them. The bit I think it's a close scoring game, and I think I think the Bears are going to win it. Oh, Yo, there we go. Bears by three. Come on, the Bears. <laughs> All right, it's a it's an upset special. They pull this off, then we we stop saying the Bears is the Bears are really going doing something. Yeah, yeah, we'll have you in a we'll have you in a Bears jersey by the end of the season, senior. <laughs> All right. And I did mention um another another game between teams with close to winning records. The Cardinals at the Vikings. The Cardinals coming off a Thursday night victory, so they have the extra time for this one. The Vikings coming off their bye also have the extra time. In Minnesota, the Vikings a unimpressive, in my opinion, five and one. The Cardinals a schizophrenic three and four. You never know what you're going to get with this team. Senior, what do, what do you think of this one here? Yeah, I think we'll see some scoring in this game. You know, this this won't be like a Thursday night game. I, I like I can see both offenses putting some points up. Um. Yeah, you know, both quarterbacks getting things done. Where I again, it, it plays to me as a as a close game, close game with scoring. You know, like both teams in the high twenties, maybe even hitting thirty. And in a close game, as I said, I always go with the Giants the way they're playing now. In a close game, I always go against John's favorite coach, Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> so the Vikings in a bit of a shootout. All right, I like it. I like it. I mean, I think the Vikings is the kind of the, the obvious pick, right? They are an unimpressive five and one. They they've pulled some games out of their keisters, as they say. Um, but that Cardinals victory against the Saints was. Also, not quite as impressive as the score with the defensive touchdowns. The offense played well, but didn't set the world on fire. I agree. Lots of points. 
And if the game was in Arizona, I would probably take the Cardinals, even though, you know, they play better on the road sometimes. <laughs> but I, I'll go I'll go with the Vikings, but it wouldn't surprise me if Kyler and the boys pull the upset here. John. Nah, I'm, I'm going to be on Cardinals Island. Man. I thought about it, too. I, uh, I, we always like, think alike, John. I like the Cardinals on the road. Uh, yeah, they they would have they would have probably bit another one at at home if it wasn't for uh, adult, some dolphin esque uh, gifts. Uh, but uh, no, you have to be encouraged with the you know the Cardinals. DeAndre, uh, you know Hopkins is back and uh, and right away him and Kyler uh, hooked up and had a lot of chemistry. So yeah, I, I like the the Cardinals on the road and yeah, I'm gonna say I'm in the same boat with you. The Vikings are gonna have to put in a couple impressive victories before. Uh, they start to run away with this division. I mean, everybody's handing in the, the the division, so we'll see. But I like the Cardinals. All right. So senior, I want before we talk about the next game. So I want to talk about Dolphins at Lions. Dolphins are, are four mm. and three at the one and five Lions. Jesus. What were your thoughts on on two two are coming back, and your thoughts on the Sunday night game that the Dolphins. 16-10 win over the Steelers with no points in the second half. Yeah, not a very impressive performance. <laughs> <laughs> what were your takeaways? Yeah. yeah, not impressed with the Dolphins. I mean, I expect more. You know, you still think, think of them as, you know, with that track team of receivers as a dangerous team, but there was nothing impressive about that game. Um. They should they should still bury the Lions. I don't think the Lions can keep up with those guys. You know, it, it could it, this this could have route. They they could really run up some points on the on the feeble Lions defense with this with all the speed they have. So uh, again, nothing impressive last week over the Steelers, but I expect them to thrash the Lions. All right, so we have a a Dolphins blowout from Senior and Senior. We have the battle for Pennsylvania as well. Why don't you just break it down for us here? We weren't going to spend too much time on this one, but since we talked about the Steelers, we have two and five Pittsburgh heading to the undefeated Eagles. Anything that you saw from the Steelers in that Dolphins game that makes you think they have a chance here? No, no way. No way. The, the Steelers solid. I mean, they... They're going to get dominated at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. But the Eagles, D, and the, the front seven are really, really tough. I, I don't see that Steelers offense doing anything, anything at all on them. And they'll have their way with them. That's the battle for Pennsylvania. It's a joke. So just the, Eagle, the Eagles are, you know, they're undefeated and they're a really good team. And the Steelers suck. This isn't going to be a Bears-Patriots thing where I'm I'm coming out talking and I'm going to eat crow. Not on this one next week. This is all Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right. Very good, Senior. I I agree on the the Eagles-Steelers game. I think it's tough not to, right? I mean, there's nothing, nothing in what the Steelers have shown shows that they can that they're going to be able to score enough on the Eagles defense. Like, I mean, I, th- I think it's a win for the Steelers if it's not like 35 to three, right. If they can, if they can keep it relatively close, that that should be looked at as a moral victory. Um, Dolphins lions. I tell I was really, really unimpressed with the Dolphins on Sunday night. We know the Steelers aren't any good. And I mean, for, Tua did not. I mean, they had a great first drive of the game, then just did nothing else the whole game. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was ugly. The Lions have been ugly now for a couple of weeks. I think they're going to be pretty frisky at home in this one, and I'm not going to go so far as to pick them, but I don't see the blowout. You see, senior. I think it's nip and tuck, and the Dolphins pull it out, pull it out by three ish. John, give us your thoughts on both of those. It's like we did a little kind of a parlay of these two games so that we could get some. I wanted seniors take on the Steelers. Yeah, well, there's, there's nothing to say. The battle of Pennsylvania is obviously going one way. Especially the Eagles, uh, you know, just to add, they already have a fearsome uh, pass rush. And just to add Robert Quinn for, 
for a couple draft picks. So that just makes them even more uh, dominating. So not much to say there. And I'm, I'm with you on Dolphins line. I think it'll be close. Uh, that that was a nice uh, ni- nice way to ease Tua back in with uh, a Steelers uh, Lions a couple games there. Uh, I think the same as uh, Dak. Uh, you know, they wipe the wipe the rust off and have a better game offensively. But the uh, the, the Lions are, f- are feisty. They fight. And, you know, but uh, but it seems like you know one week the the defense is a disaster, and then then the, you know they finally play a decent game on defense versus Dallas, and the offense doesn't do anything. So it's it's one, it's one of those things. Paul Campbell, uh, you know, seems like a great guy, but uh, the, that franchise is just. Uh, there's just a black cloud over that, the Paul Lions. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm with you though. They make it a they make it a tight game, and it, it'll be close. But the Dolphins will pull it out. All right. So another interesting one. Thank you, John. Another interesting one we have coming up are the three and four Niners heading to the three and three Rams. Mm. So the Rams coming off, coming off the bye. The Niners coming off getting the shit kicked out of them at home by. The Chiefs, Mahomes was absolutely incredible in that game. Obviously, the, the Niners traded for McCaffrey before that game. He, you know, you heard he read some of the playbook on the plane. He was only in for a limited number of packages. So we have the Niners on the road, the Rams coming off a, a, a rest, McCaffrey getting a full set of snaps. How do you break this one down, senior? Well, it's it seems like San Francisco kind of has kind of owned them in the regular season, and I see I I don't see a blowout, but I see their ownership of them continuing. I think the few plays that we saw McCaffrey, he looked he looked really good. He looks like he's going to be a nice fit in their offense, and obviously once he gets more of a grasp of the playbook and they can they can utilize him a little more, that might start this week. It just makes everybody else better. And I still love the four. You know, I like the Niners. I like their defense and the way Stafford and the Rams offense has looked so bad. I don't see I, I don't see them getting much done against this 49er defense. So I yeah, I I see McVeigh 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 of the Rams taking taking another loss to the Niners. Did you? Was there any? Twenty-three fourteen. Did you have any concerns with um, with the Niners' defense against the Chiefs? Uh, Or is that just that the Chiefs are the Chiefs? Yeah, the Chiefs and the Rams are two very different offenses. That's for sure. And the Chiefs can make any defense look bad. (laughs) We we kind of called it. You know, the, the the Chiefs' offense is really good. I still think that the Niners are a very solid defense, and they're starting, hopefully, starting to get healthier. So, and and I'm really, let's face it, the Rams' offense has been, unless they they did something magical in the off week, their offense has not looked good at all. It's Cooper very Cup, bad. That's it. That's very it. bad. Stafford. Stafford has looked very pedestrian at best. So, like John said, you can almost him pencil turning. him in. You can almost pencil Stafford in for a pick six on this one, right? Turning it over <laughs> against this defense. So I definitely like the Niners in this game. I also like the Niners senior. I, I don't see him as a three and five team. I think the Rams stink, frankly. And I know they're home, but that home, the home field advantage at SoFi is not exactly at, at the link <laughs> or some of these other places. So I think there'll be a lot of Niners fans in the house, and I like the Niners as well. John, you making it a clean sweep against Stafford? Here we go. So everybody listen, you know what to do. Put the money on the Rams because I'm, <laughs> I'm going Niners all the way. Uh, Shanahan owns McVay, and uh, and they're head to head, and uh, the Rams just just can't run the ball at all. And and, and to make you know Stafford, the last game he threw 48 passes versus the Niners, and uh, only nine points. Uh, I look for something similar. Uh, when you can, you have to at least be able to run the ball a little bit. Uh, so I, I don't see anything different. Uh, nine is all the way. All right. And then we, we alluded to this game earlier. Looked a lot better when they made the schedule than it does now. We have Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers heading <laughs> fresh off. Fresh off some, some pretty bad losses <laughs> to... It was both New York teams and the Commanders. Is that right, John? 
Yep. Three in a row. Yep. Heading to the other New York team, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, probably, probably maybe best team in the NFL, second best team in the NFL, coming off a bye on the road. The Packers look like haven't looked like an NFL offense in a month. John, anything here that tells you this could be a turnaround game for the Packers and they're going to they're going to at the very least put up a fight because to me this has Buffalo just complete blowout written all over it. Yeah, no, there's nothing uh, encouraging. Uh... Finally, off the uh, Packers uh, wagon there. You know, after three, after those three losses, where they really weren't even even competitive in the fourth quarter. So it's, uh, I don't see anything, especially uh, Buffalo coming coming off. Of, they had a bye last week. Yeah, Buffalo coming off the bye and makes it even worse Sunday night. No, I don't, I don't even think it's going to be a competitive. I agree, John. Buffalo by a million. <laughs> I mean, how, how, I mean, objectively, how can you look at this game and not say Buffalo is just going to kill them? Senior, did anything, anything you're seeing? No, if you remember, I'm, I'm the guy who picked the commanders last week. That's right. I gave you the oh, R-E-L-A-X. No. And, you know, and I don't, he's an easy, he's a great player. I mean, a two-time MVP, but. I really don't feel that bad watching him sink with this team this year. He's in. He's also he's also an easy guy to kind of dislike a bit. So let Rodgers continue to sink. And not now it looks like Lazard's out. So it's one the one, the one receiver that that he has some chemistry with that looks like he's out. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing going good in Green Bay, and, and Buffalo's a juggernaut coming off a week's rest. They, they could get real ugly. But but I'm saying last week we had like that bizarre where like nobody nobody picked the Panthers over the Bucks last week and, oh. and nobody and nobody picked the Bears last week. What, what could that be? What, I don't think this game is. What could be that game this week? I mean, there's only a couple of options. Maybe right? Titans. Titans maybe. Yeah, but no, I'm, oh, you think that, but I mean the Texans would that be that big of an upset if the Titans? Yeah, not really because they play. They no, play your 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 two no. options. Your two options are this game and. The Steelers. Yeah. That's well, it. Bears beating the Cowboys in Dallas would be huge. Yeah. They're three and four. They just yeah. they just beat the Patriots by twenty in Foxborough. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, maybe it wouldn't be as big an upset. But what Carolina I mean, did last week, I spent John mentioned crazier than the Patriots. John mentions Carolina. I mean. I mean, it looked like they were punting the season, and they went out, and they didn't just win. They, they, yeah. the game was never even close. <laughs> they killed them. But you had, uh, you had brought it up the week before. That was probably the the big uh, that new coach uh, bounce uh, game, and you know, instead of the first game, they they did in the second game that that new coach motivational game. Yeah, they, yeah. Know, and at two and, and, it, and it, where it looked like they were just selling out the season now at two and five they're one game out of first place oh yeah that division's up and <laughs> what we see going on now that division's uh, gonna be up yeah so gonna be up to the very last week <laughs> we have the uh what john's alluding to is the ravens just went up 16 10 here in uh, on sunday night football lamar jackson to isaiah likely the bucks have um i think punted four or five times in a row but We'll see. I think Tom brings them back. I'm going to give you an in-game prediction. Oh, God. <laughs> You're already starting off. Boxing overtime. All right. The, um, so, yeah, like, if there's going to be, like, a crazy upset like that, it's either the Packers or the Steelers. I don't see either one of them. But if I had, if you put a gun to my head, I would say the Steelers have a better chance of winning in Philly than the Packers do in Buffalo. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, at least there's like the, like Philly, like there's some jinx in the armor, right? Their second halves haven't been that good. They've had times this season where they can't score where, the, where there is like a world where the Steelers could get, you know, a defensive touchdown, whatever, and win the game 21, 17. I mean, I don't see any way the Bills don't score at least 30 and the Packers have been incapable of scoring more than 14. So how, how, how do the Packers hang in that game? I'm going to say that 
you know, we're saying, what is that game this week? There isn't. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you're, you're having nightmares of the Steelers coming out and winning that game and having no, to I'm... do the podcast again next week. No way. Apologize to another fan base. No, no, nothing <laughs> could be worse than Monday night. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, is when, we, when you say crazy, you know, as crazy and upset as that was, I think the, the what Carolina did was even crazier. I mean, yeah. we didn't think the Bucks were this bad that they could lose to Carolina. That was nuts. That, that was really nuts. Yeah, especially but, not uh, even competitive. Twenty-one three. That was. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just yeah. Three points against Carolina. Brutally Carolina. ugly. Just brutally ugly. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. All right, guys. So taking a look here. Let's just run down the list because it's a whole lot of slop. Broncos at Jaguars in London should um, it could be the London the London broil. Is that what we should call this one? Yeah, the the four game losing streak. Uh, some one team's four game losing streak will come to an end, or maybe not. I'm I'm going for a tie in this one, twenty to twenty. I'm going to pick the Broncos based on having the better defense and based on the Jaguars. Like seeming ability to blow games. Broncos in a, I don't think it's going to be super watchable. It could be another Broncos like sixteen thirteen kind of special there, but yeah. Russ is coming out coming in on the white on the white horse. What do you say? Let's roll or whatever it was. A, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride to three and five. Senior. Anything's watchable at nine thirty in the morning. So. I can't. I just can't pick Russ and the Broncos with the way their offense is. As good as their defense is, I can't pick them to beat anybody. I'm just as an anti-Bronco pick, I'll pick the Jaguars. I'd Break the tie, John. Yeah, I'm going Jags. I'll go Jags. All right. I'm on Russ Island. That's not a place you want to be. <laughs> That's right. Panthers at Falcons. So the Falcons, as soon as I got behind them, came out and just got crushed by the Bengals. Looked like they never defended a pass play in their full lives. Um, 35-17. The Panthers, coming off that the victory we talked about, where P.J. Walker, <laughs> PJ Walker is now going to probably be the starter for the rest of the season just based on that one game. With all that said, I still I think the Panthers game was – like eventually – you know, they're going to be the Panthers again, right? And I think this is the week that that happens. I like the Falcons rather comfortably at home. John? Yeah, Falcons bounce back. Uh, after all the praise we gave them, they pulled a rock, uh, as Chad Campbell uh, pointed out to us. But uh, I, I think that was just a one-game uh, uh, one game slip for the Falcons. They bounce back, and then the Panthers revert to uh, whatever they're going to be uh, as a team, which is uh, bottom five. So All Falcons. right. Talking's easy. Senior. Yeah, I'll make it a sweep. And uh, I noticed if, if you when I was watching Red Zone today, but um, all of a sudden he when they were showing like the yardage leaders in passing and the guy was probably having the first good game of his career. All of a sudden he wasn't P.J. Walker anymore. He was Philip Walker. <laughs> hey. So maybe maybe he's going with it. He had a good name. It's, it's it's Philip Walker, not that he, it's it's, just, it's he, like yeah. Clark Clark Ken is PJ and Philip Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell's Philip Walker? And then I see Carolina. Oh, that's that's PJ Walker. You all day long, every time they showed it, he was Philip Walker. All right, next yeah, up, Raiders. Aside. Can, can I give another little aside? Where you of course on the Bengals. Um, I I just. I, I refereed tonight, and I heard this on my way home. I didn't even know about it. Too much. You know, we were, yeah, when, because when you were asking that big question now, you know, who can challenge, who's the one team after the, the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC? And it was starting to look like Cincinnati might be that team. Draw Chase, what, hip injury, John, four to six weeks this yeah. Yeah. What a crushing Yeah, Just yeah. I mean, it's. That offense was really getting rolling. That's a huge it's that's as you know, is probably as big a blow as Brees Hall for the Jets. You know, yeah, at least yeah. I mean, he's done for the season, though. Like, I mean, I think, and 
I yeah. chase is if chase is amazing, but the Bengals are deep at wide receiver. It's not like it's like he's their only good receiver. So I think yeah, does he make does he make everybody else better? You know, run game going a little situations. more. They're gonna miss him, but I don't think it'll prevent them from making the playoffs. No, no, I feel what you're saying, uh, see, if, if they get him back for their playoffs, uh, they they could uh, challenge. They, I mean, they yeah. they proved they could beat and they could win in KC. They proved that, so they could. They could yeah. definitely uh, b- break the uh, guarantee of Buffalo KC. Sure, I agree with you. Yeah, it's a, uh, similar to those two teams, the real dynamic offenses in the NFL are the pass-first offenses, and that's what they are. But they, when they really use that as their, their identity, we're throwing first. We're not going to try to establish the ground game with mixing. We'll just mix, mix it in here and there. They're really good. That, that offense is really dynamic. But not so Bra- Brady to Evans down to the ten yard line. Uh, calm down. <laughs> Way to go, Tom. He, he held on to him. <laughs> All right. All right. So next up, Raiders at Saints. Raiders coming off a bit of a blowout victory against the hapless Texans. The Saints coming off the aforementioned loss at Cardinals on Thursday night. So the Saints had a little more time to prepare for this game. Andy Dalton will be getting the start, even though Jameis Winston is healthy. The game is in New Orleans. However, the Raiders are the better team here, and they will take the game, and this is your week's shootout. Both teams in the 30s. John. Dalton starting. I'm picking the Raiders. Uh, Dalton responsible for six TDs last week. Unfortunately, uh, only two-thirds of those TDs were for his own team. So, going I, listened, I was listening to a, another podcast, and um, it was Matthew Berry, and he, he, he had a pretty good one. He said, Andy Dalton, he goes through, he's a guy, he goes through all his reads. He doesn't just lock in on one receiver. <laughs> First read is his receiver. The second read is the other team. <laughs> Senior. Yeah, I like I like the Raiders. I had said last week that I thought I looking ahead at the Raiders' schedule that they were about to go on kind of a run, and I think it continues. I mean, they're they're looking good with really they're a team that's doing it by establishing the run now with Jacobs. He's running people over, and that's that's just going to help their passing game get better. And if, if, you know, address this to John. John, like over the past year, would. I really like the Saints because of their defense. You would, you know, you, you would pick the Saints a lot. And the Saints defense doesn't look the same all of a sudden. The last few weeks, it's it's not looking like such a good defense anymore. Yeah, absolutely right. I was going to make that point. A huge uh, disappointment. Uh, the, uh, Dennis Allen getting the boost from D.C. to, to head coach is obviously a you know, a lot of stuff that he can't handle out of his control. It, it's, yeah, it hasn't been just Dalton. That defense has been bad this year. Very disappointing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, but clean sweep on the Raiders. Bet the bet the Saints. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you bet Dalton, you got a, you have a real uh, problem. You, you should a call red rifle. Yeah, you should call one eight hundred. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Next up, Titans at Texans. Titans coming off a nice victory that we talked about, 19-10 over the Colts, that ended Matt Ryan's career. The Texans coming off another loss where their defense didn't show up to the game. Texans' worst run defense in the NFL. Derrick Henry on the other side. Titans, double digits. Senior. Yeah, Titans, it's just the perfect matchup. Titans control the game on the ground with the the physical running game with Henry against a bad run defense and the Titans defense definitely play good enough to slow down the, the Texans offense. So I think a comfortable win for the Titans. All right. Washington commanders fresh off the beatdown of the green Bay Packers against the aforementioned Colts who, as we just mentioned, have gone away from Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger, who I actually like, I think, um, I think this could be a good move. Just based on what I've seen of him, you know, the, the, the cowboy cowboy likes what he sees there. I think this kid could be something. I think it starts this week. The commanders suck. Colts at home. John. Um, Ellinger's got a little more uh, mobility. Uh, right? Ain't, ain't that right, Lilo? You know, it's funny. It's, the game's on Amazon Prime. I just saw the dog on the commercial. And yeah, exactly. started barking. You, you called it. 
pepperoni. <laughs> the Colts went from uh, their offensive line went to like a you know top five to to like bottom five, bottom ten. Uh, the offensive line of champs. That's why they had to go to uh, Ellinger because they're more more mobile and. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll go with the Colts in this one. But and also uh, to cover for the last one, uh, I'll go with the Texans in a in an upset special. They, oh, they did always, I not get your pickup? Yeah, don't worry about it. Nah, don't worry about it. They, they always played the, uh, the division games tight, and uh, the Titans, in typical fashion, they started 0-2, and uh, you know now they won four in a row. You figure they're rocking and rolling, coming off the bye. Then this is one where they slough off, and uh, you know they they're always uh, they always win the games you don't think they're gonna win, and they lose the ones uh, when they're favored. So I'll, I'll go with the Texans to upset, and that and and, and the Colts here with the with the Ellinger. Okay. All right. Senior. I'll, I'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop this week. I mean, uh, I'll go there again two weeks in a row. Ah, commander. Commanders. Commander uh, senior. <laughs> I think Heineke gave him a little bit of juice. Um, he started. He started really shaky in the game, but I thought thought he played played well in the second half. He's got the mobility. He he's, he throws the ball downfield more than uh, the other stiff was. Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Commander Carson. Senior moment right there. Senior moment. Commander Carson. Yes, and I don't know, you know, I don't think we know what we're going to get from Ellinger, but we'll see. We'll see, but I'm, I'm, I got a, I got a feeling. I got a feeling it's a Commander's, NFC East, Commander's. Ah, the, the, the whole division will be over two, five, will be 500 in a row. Yeah. All right. We got another barn burner next week. It just came on. Eagles at Texans on Thursday night football. Tune in, everybody. All right. And last but not least, we talked about the Bengals a bit with the Jamar Chase injury. They are the four and three Bengals heading to Cleveland to take on the two and five Browns. The Bengals coming off an emphatic victory against the Falcons that we discussed. The Browns coming off a very close loss in a game, they another game that they hung around in and could have won very easily against the Ravens in Baltimore. I'm going to go with the upset special in this one. I do like the Bengals, but I think that the Browns are going to be able to run on them at home. And I will make the risky call that Jacoby Brissett will not make the horrible mistake this week. So Browns in an upset on Monday Night Football. Senior. Uh, even without Chase, I'm going to go Bengals. I like the way they're rolling. I think their defense is underrated, and I, I don't think the Browns. I, I mean, I, I, the Browns can run on anybody. They will get something done with their running game, but but not enough to win. Joe, Joe Burrow and the boys that he has out there will put some points up. We'll get the aerial show going, and yeah, I see the Bengals taking out the Browns. I'm not. I'm not very impressed with the Browns. All right, John, take us home. Yeah, Bengals. Uh, the Brown, the Browns can run the ball, but the, also they're giving up uh, a lot on the on the ground. Uh, Lamar uh, only had to pass like 16 times uh, last week, so they did most of the work uh, on the ground, running right through them. So I'm going with the Bengals. Bengals are going one way, the Browns are going the opposite. Ah, poor Gus Edwards just went down. He's just coming off. I mean, he was out for a whole year with a blown ACL. All right. So going to be a great week, guys. A lot of times when it looks like a whole bunch of crappy games, it ends up being exciting. We have the upsets to root for. If you're if you're a fan of ours who likes to hear senior apologize, would be the Bears at the Cowboys. And the ultimate would be the Steelers ending the Eagles' perfect run in the Battle of Pennsylvania. Most likely not happening, but it does give add some intrigue. Really looking forward to this week, guys. And we are here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Please check out all the other content we have here on the network. Any parting shots, John or Senior? Uh, what are you guys' uh, World Series picks? Uh, I-, I go Astros in seven. Astros in uh, six. All right, I'll... I, I think the Phillies just got some mojo going. Bryce Hopper and the Phillies in seven. And, but regardless, the most the thing I'm most happy about is that the Astros are there. Way to go, Astros. <laughs> Winner for Dusty. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, 
you know, it's not such a vicious uh, rivalry. I wouldn't mind the Phillies. When me and Roger went to Philly for a couple weekends ago, we met a nice gentleman who was a bit a huge Philly fan. So it, it, it'll, be, it'll be good to see uh, see him happy, uh, even though most of the the, the fans get a bad rap. But uh, we we did yeah. meet a nice uh, gentleman who was a, yeah. a diehard Philly fan. We met the one. <laughs> we knew he was out there, you know, the the unicorn. <laughs> The one that, guy that wasn't born Santa Claus. Exactly, exactly. He was a, he was a good man. <laughs> All right, and then, um, yeah, absolutely, guys. So we'll tune into the World Series. We we can the NBA's heating up. Um, I I senior, maybe you can go on a rant against the about the Lakers on the next show because they're they're right in that kick them while they're down, right in that kick them while they're down zone that you love. Uh, I think they're going to stay there all year. What if they're a disaster? Yeah. Absolute disaster. Brooklyn's defense looking a little rough, too. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Tough. On them. That's yeah. too bad. I, I hate seeing those teams down like that. <laughs> Westbrook looks like uh, me out on Flanagan Court when I'm having a bad night. Get <laughs> yeah, to the side of a barn door. Thanks, Senior. That's right. Exactly. All right. So for Senior and for John, I'm the Cowboy. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be back for you next week. Over and out. The Steel Curtain. <laughs>